Alex of the Wall in Iowa City, four-time All-American. Not a lot of names on it. You're going to be on that. What's that mean to you? It's a big deal, but you guys know what I wanted. You guys know that I wanted the, the title, and, uh, you know, I got to be thankful and, and appreciative of what I did, but I'm, uh, I know I'm better than that, and, you know, this, this tournament's tough. I got to... I gotta appreciate the, the the ride and the journey, and you know it's it's uh, it's been great. I think you take time to do an overall assessment, um, not to dodge your question. I think we have a lot of um, mending to do, as you always do. Lots of different types of mending. I think it's as it should be right now. Um, a little bit weary, a little bit uh, bloody and battered. Uh, but that's what that tournament does. That's what the season does to you. I mean, you should you should be spent when you're done with it. I just thought that I just, every match, I was thinking, you know, I got to wrestle a lot of matches back. But, you know, I just want to give it my all, and that was it. Just wanted to give my all, and I'm still giving God glory through every match. Every match I'm wrestling is is uh, a form of worship to him. And so that, every match I was just like, I didn't want to wrestle any matches, but... Wrestling back for him made it easier. I think we were really tough Friday and Saturday, and, and to be really tough Friday and Saturday at the NCAA tournament says a lot about our team. You know, we didn't we didn't get what we wanted. We came here this year, kind of goals to get in the top ten, and and that didn't happen. Um, but there's a heck of a lot to build off of here. You know, sometimes just the results of the weekend don't show the whole body of work. Um, you know, what these guys were able to do as a team in dual meets this year uh, was pretty phenomenal on the road. And the finish on Friday and Saturday like they did was really, really, uh, it shows a lot of character about this team. And, you know, those guys are all back next year. So that's pretty exciting. I think that collection of interviews pretty well sums up the kind of up and down emotions that you feel, that you see, that you experience at the NCAA Wrestling Championships. It was a pretty wild three days in Detroit last week, guys. Uh, 2022 NCAA Wrestling Tournament wrapped up at Little Caesars Arena Saturday night, uh, began on Thursday, and man, it was wild. Um, you know, I, I kind of struggled with this all week. Um, just about, you know, how do we best describe this year's tournament? And I, I cautioned myself because I didn't want to be a prisoner to the moment, but, you know, it was one of the better NCAA wrestling championships we've had in recent memory, right? There were tons of upsets. There were tons of great storylines. The tournament was as deep as it has ever been, right? You had seven different uh, recruiting classes in the field. Um, you know, you had guys who are you know, 23, 24, 25, some that are going to turn 26 later this year. And you, you had guys that were, you know, still 18, 19, 20 years old, right? Just a wide range of ages, a wide range of experience and talent. Um, a lot of accolades in that field. And, and rightfully so, it continues to bear out that it is, you know, without a doubt, one of the physically toughest competitions in the world, right? Like that's it's one of the hardest wrestling tournaments in the world. And and we can argue 
till the sun comes home about the Olympics and about the world championships, but just, you know, the, the combination of folk style wrestling and, and the depth and the, and especially, especially the level of talent that we're at now in the United States at the collegiate level, um, just unreal talent in that field last week. And so a lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of high highs, a lot of low lows, um, that's kind of the name of the game, right? Weddings and funerals. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin here, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're tuning in. Only podcast that we're going to have this week. Just kind of looking back at the NCAA championships. Got a lot of interviews here that I've got lined up for you guys. Um, wanted to just kind of reassess everything now that we've had a few days to, to kind of relax a little bit. I don't know if relax is the proper term, but... Um, you know, we've got a few days away. We got uh, we we got to finally digest and, and and take a breath and take a step back and let our emotions settle a little bit and and really kind of can take a good look at this, right? It was it was a pretty wild week. Um, you know, we we know we we know who the champ is, right? Penn State kind of ran away with the team title. They clinched it mathematically Saturday morning. Did a lot of work to put themselves in position to do that on on Friday. Um, Thursday as well, but especially Friday, just kind of taking care of business through the quarters and semifinals. Um, you know, and then they put on another showcase in the finals. Michigan takes second, Big Ten champs, um, Team 100, very, very celebrated group of Michigan wrestlers end up taking second place. Iowa bounces back from a very, a very rough round on Friday morning to to still secure third place right 13th trophy and 15 national tournaments for the Hawkeyes under Iowa coach Tom Brands um, all things considered and I'm sure we'll get into this a pretty pretty good tournament overall not great um, not spectacular not not super awesome or amazing but but a good tournament um, fourth place Arizona State fifth place uh, Nebraska how about them right um, the other two Iowa schools um, Iowa State Northern Iowa inside the top 20 right Iowa State uh, finished 17th, I believe. Three All-Americans, most since 2016, back when Kevin Jackson was the coach. Uh, Northern Iowa finished tied for 20th, just one All-American. Parker Keckeisen, who's now a two-time NCAA All-American at 184 pounds. There's a... Yeah, I, th- I think we'll probably just go in that order, right? We'll just, we'll, we'll start with the Hawks and then go with the, uh, with the Cyclones and the Panthers, just kind of breaking them down team by team. At least that's what I wanted to do here. Um, you know, and then after each team breakdown, got some interviews for you guys, you know, a little bit more sound than what we heard at the top. Um, so yeah, how about we do that? Gonna take a, a quick break here and then we'll jump right into it. We'll start with the Hawkeyes. All right. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, only show this week, um, so let's strap in and have some fun, all right? So the Iowa Hawkeyes, um, third place. Again, pretty good tournament. Not great, not spectacular, but I thought all things considered pretty good. Here's what I mean by all things considered, right? Um this team came to Detroit. Basically, they limped to Detroit. Let's be honest, right? Um, a lot of knee braces, a couple shoulder braces, some other injuries that I'm sure we don't know about, um, and some duct tape to just kind of hold the whole thing together, right? This team came back after winning the team title last year, and they wanted to run it back. Um, but I think you know, just the way that their unse- their season unfolded, just kind of a stark reminder that health is a huge part of the equation here when it comes to winning national championships as a team individually like that is part of the game and when you got a lot of guys who are older when you got some freak things that happen um 
Health becomes an issue, right? You had Drake Ayala at 125 pounds. But for my money and by my memory, the only major, the first major injury that he has ever experienced, you know, torn labrum, um, that's that's going to take a toll on a kid mentally, right? Austin DeSanto had his wrist wrapped for the better part of the second half of the season. Um, you know, I don't know how much it actually impacted him, but, um, you know, he didn't score nearly as many points as he did a year ago, still churned out a third place finish. And, and we'll talk about that. Jay Nyerman torn ACL, um, very clearly hampered, right? Like there was some issues there. Max Murin, um, you know, Hey, the, the guy lost to two seat, two guys that were seated ahead of him, right? Like that's, you know, you run that tournament back. I mean, both guys finished on the podium, right? He lost to Yanni Diakmahalas and then he lost to Jonathan Milner and, you know, sometimes them's the breaks. Caleb Young, same thing, right? He lost to, to two guys that ended up on the podium, both of them in the top six, um, to both of them technically in the top five, right? Michigan's Willow Wan and then David Carr. You run that bracket six times. I, I'm not sure that that's how that unfolds, um, but it is what it is, right? Alex Marinelli, um, you know, first time in his career, he didn't wear his brace, his knee brace. He had been wearing it literally all year, but, um, you know, Four-time Big Ten champ, ends up as a three-time NCAA All-American. Michael Kemmer, um, you know, we were all there in, in Lincoln when his shoulder popped out. They popped it back in. He won the match anyway. Um, you know, it clearly kind of hampered the way he, he wrestled, but still gutted out a fourth-place finish. Um, Tony Cassiope had his leg all wrapped and taped again in Detroit. Um, that's the name of the game, right? You know, I, in, in 2020, they were perfectly healthy going into the postseason. And who knows what kind of damage they, they could have, um, you know, accumulated that weekend in Minneapolis. COVID-19 threw wrenches into that plan. Um, for the most part, they went to St. Louis last year very healthy, and we saw what happened. They put up 130 points. Um, you know, Alex Marinelli has the rib thing, but by and large, you know, I, well, obviously Spencer Lee does that thing too, but he's an alien, so I kind of forget about him sometimes, but... Yeah, I mean, by and large, they got in and out of that tournament unscathed, right? This time, they just, they didn't, you know? And that's that's what happens sometimes. The final result for these Hawkeyes, third place at the NCAA Championships, which, again, I thought was pretty good, right? Um, not great, not spectacular, not awesome, just pretty good, right? Five All-Americans, um, you know, all of them... Trying to look at this now. Three of the five won their last match. Um, 31 and 18 overall record. Really, when you break it down session by session, the Hawkeyes had one bad session, and it was Friday morning session. Um, they went four and eight. Um, less than ideal, right? Um, cause session one, they went eight and two. Session two, they went eight and two. All 10 starters, all 10 guys that got to the national tournament got to day two. And if you give yourself 10 chances to score on Friday, you know, no matter how the draws are, that's pretty, that's pretty good, right? That's not a lot of teams do that. Not a lot of teams bring all 10 guys and very few of the teams that bring all 10 guys get all 10 guys to the second day. So, you know, that's Friday mornings where they slipped up, right? Four and eight, um, four of the, of the 10 were eliminated in that session. Session four, they bounced back six and three. Um, lost one more, but finished with five All-Americans. You know, they won three matches in the blood round. Um, and then they came back on Saturday morning with five and two. Um, three and one in medal matches. That helped secure a third-place finish. Um, another team trophy for, for Iowa coach Tom Brands. Guys, and the reason I bring that up is because I just I want to remind you guys. I know a lot of you want team titles. And, and a lot of these guys, they kind of set that expectation on themselves, right? They, they wanted to come back to run it back. They weren't able to do that. But context matters. 
There has not been – there's been one coach of the Iowa wrestling program who has been more successful than the guy currently in charge. And the guy that's been more successful has a bronze statue of him built outside Carver-Hawkeye Arena. I just – I want you guys to understand what you got here. That's all I'm trying to say. Even when things go super haywacky and sideways like it did a little bit this season, there's still production. So don't lose sight of that. Um, some other things – that kind of stood out about Iowa's performance. Um, mentioned the overall record, 31-18 and 18 overall. Only 9.5 bonus points. That's not a lot. Um, for perspective, they scored 27 last year when they won the team title. And 27 bonus points, that's basically the equivalent of another Spencer Lee, right? Like, that's, that's, that's a lot of bonus points. Um, this year, only 9.5, not a ton. Um Went nine and nine in matches decided by two points or fewer. Um, you know, up and down, okay. I don't, you know, that's some good, some not so good, right? You want to obviously win the close matches at the national tournament because you know, close matches. I mean, obviously, you want to score bonus points. You want to score more than nine and a half bonus points, but you also want to win the close matches. So nine and nine, some good, some bad. Um, two and five in overtime matches, and they were zero oh and five until Michael Kemmer came through with a handful of OT wins in the Russellbacks. He won one of them on Friday night over Mikey Labriola. Don't tell Willie Saylor. And then he won another one Saturday morning over Michigan's Logan Massa. So Cam Dog coming through with some with some clutch wins to help Iowa officially into third place. Um, he ends up fourth. Marinell ends up fifth. Austin DeSanto ends up third. Um, five and one. He beat... Um, it was a pretty stacked field to see him get through. He he, he beat Sidney Flores from Air Force, who um, not not the not the toughest competitor. But then he beats Mickey Philippi, um, who's a three time blood round guy. He beat um, Corbin Myers from Virginia Tech, who all American. Lost to RBY in the semifinals. Man, that was a heartbreaker on Friday night. But um, hey, man, RBY just wins, right? Comes back, beats Lucas Bird who had won at that point five in a row in the Russellbacks to get back into the top six and become an All-American. And then he beat Mikhail McGee from Arizona State. Big team point win there. Um, helped them, obviously, in the team race. Mikhail McGee, also another All-American. So, you know, outside of the top two, Austin DeSanto was as good as you got at 133 pounds the last couple of years. And kudos to him for that. Jacob Warner, um, finalist at 197. I will absolutely not accept any more Jacob Warner hate. A lot of you guys like to... Um, whine and complain about the way that he wrestles. He all he's done throughout his Iowa career is become a three-time NCAA All-American. He took seventh, he took fourth, and now he reached the finals. I'm not going to put up with it anymore. I'm not going to hear it. Neither you you shouldn't complain anymore. None, not at all. Um, he did very very well all week last week, doing the things that he struggled with. During the regular season. And by that, I mean he closed matches, right? Like, we we can rattle them off the top of our head, the matches that he lost late, right? Um, you know, losing to Pat Brucky from Michigan. Losing to Eric Schultz from Nebraska. Losing to Max Dean from Penn State. I understand he still lost to Max Dean in the NCAA Finals, but he scored late to beat Purdue's Thomas Panola in the second round. On Friday, he used a mean third-period rideout to beat Eric Schultz, or a second-period rideout, um, and then some third-period defense to beat Eric Schultz in the quarters. Scored four uh, back points off a nice tilt to knock off two-seed Stephen Buchanan from Wyoming in the semifinals. Um, and if not for 
you know, I know he took not a great shot in the finals, and that's how Max Dean countered and scored. Um, but it, you know, I, what got him was not the bad shot. What got him was the reaction to the bad shot. Like you got to square your hips and bounce up a little quicker. If you do that, we're probably looking at OT, and who knows what happens at that point, right? Um, dude's an NCAA finalist. Okay, there's not many people that can say that. There's not many people that can say that they are a three-time NCAA All-Americans, especially at that weight. Not 197. That's a tough weight. It's a grown man's weight. Jacob Warner is a grown man. I still, I second place like that. Watching him lose in the finals, that hurt me. That kind of stunk to see a little bit because he had been having such a terrific week. But them's the break sometimes, right? Um, awesome week out of him, I thought overall. Tony Cassiope finished seventh. Um, little underwhelming performance. He was one of those OT losses in the quarters to Jordan Wood. Bounced back to win in the blood round, then lost to Michigan's Mason Paris. Ended up uh, winning. He beat uh, Christian Lance from Nebraska for seventh. So um, clearly not not as spry as he had been earlier in the season because of his knee. So um, hopefully he heals up quick. Hopefully some of these seniors heal up quick. That was the other thing that kind of stuck out about the Hawkeyes on Saturday, guys, is that they just – it felt like the end of an era. And it, and it definitely was the end of an era, right? You had Alex Marinelli. You had Michael Kemmer. You had Austin DeSanto. Um, you know, the day before that, Caleb Young and Jay Nyerman walked off the mat for the last time wearing I was all black singlet. Like it was just, you know, the, we, we use the phrase weddings and funerals. It felt a little bit like that. And, and you're going to hear that in, in the interviews that I've got here for you. Um, you know, so there's some tears that get shed, man. It's, it's a tough deal. Um, especially when, you know, when it comes, when the end comes and it's not the way you thought the ending would look like, um, that's a hard thing to face. That's a hard comprehension um, to have to deal with in that moment. So kudos to those guys for for talking to us in those moments. I know that's really hard for them, and um, you know I hope I hope they take the time to celebrate their careers in the way that they probably deserve to be celebrated because these guys were spectacular the last four, five, six, some for some of them seven years, and um, you know this is the group that brought a national title back to Iowa City, and I hope that you guys don't forget that. Um, the interviews we got lined up, we're going to start with uh, Iowa coach Tom Brands. Then we'll hear from Jacob Warner, the NCAA finalist. And then I've got Austin DeSanto, um, Alex Marinelli, and Michael Kemmer. We're going to go in that order coming up. Um, again, overall third place for the Iowa Hawkeyes. A good weekend. Not a great weekend, but still a good weekend. And I hope you guys recognize and see um, the positives in their performance. So we'll go to those interviews now, and then we will come back and take a look at the Cyclones. overall assessment from the week uh, I think you take time to do an overall assessment um, not to dodge your question I think we have a lot of um, mending to do as you always do lots of different types of mending what was your takeaway from Warner's uh, uh, finals match we just we you know we did a good job getting there and we gotta you know here's the thing I mean a lot of the stuff is private for me right now it's too early um, I'm not gonna go spouting off and what he needs to work on and how we can get better and turn it around I mean he's a hurting unit right now that's where my mind's at I'm jealous of five titles by the championship team I'm jealous so that's 
where my mind is and I'm hurting with Warner so that's I'm not going to assess that match again not to dodge a question Tom what does the evaluation period look like for you how do, how do those you know, year after year do you go I think it's the same those? every year with different personnel different personnel coming back um, we have a crop of recruits coming in that we're excited about we have uh, some guys that have been in red shirt for two years that we're excited about. We have some guys that um, glimpsed the lineup, you know, this year once or twice and that we're excited about. Um, and we got Spencer Lee coming back that we're, we're excited about. Um, so, you know, you you know you put Warner and Cassiope and, you know, Mirren and, you know, Ayala and, you know, who am I missing there, you know? Assad, Nelson Brands. Um, so, yeah, that's where your mind goes. But, you know, we definitely got to um, not ju- – you don't just go back to work, I guess. That would be my comment. What's the uh, – how do you quantify how the senior class, that outgoing, just the impact they've left on the program? Um, I've given them lots of compliments, and they're all real compliments. They're all true compliments. They make each other better. They're really good people. Um, there's a lot of different personalities there, uh, but they're all pretty tight. So you got, you know, a guy like DeSanto, you know, is loved by everybody, and he's a different cat. He's, you know, a, a guy that he's a hard guy to understand if you got cl- a closed mind, or he might be a hard guy to bring into your circle if you got a closed mind. These guys, they welcome everybody. Welcome everybody. Um, these guys have been really good for this program. They've, they've they've done some things that have turned some things around as far as um, real um, work on the recruiting. Um, you know, these guys recruited Spencer Lee. That's how I look at it. So, um, I mean, it's hard to hard to put into words what they mean. They mean a lot. What have your conversations been like with some of those guys that came up short like DeSanto Marinelli? Uh, they're, they're good conversations. They're emotional conversations a lot of times. And, um, I'm, like I said, I mean, I, I, it's a lot more fun to grab a guy after a championship. And that's where we got to get to. So... Tom, you're not a guy that likes to talk about injuries, but obviously Cameron was dealing with a lot this year. What what kind of admiration do you have for the grit that he displayed? The same qualities I talk about with the group or, or him. He's a loyal guy. Um, he's a hardworking guy. He's a fearless guy. Um, he's a fun guy. Um, his teammates love him. When you got when people respect you and love you. And you're going through some things. You you heal a lot better, or you find strength from a lot of places. Um, God is important in his life. Uh, you know, spirit spirituality, uh, and th- that's that's huge for him. And so there's a lot of overlap there as well. So thanks, guys. Any questions for our four-time All-American Jacob Warner? 
Well, what's the biggest thing that you take away from, from that experience, not just the match itself, but the, the whole atmosphere, everything about it? I have what it takes. Um, that's what this weekend proved to me, that I know I can be on the top of that podium. And I won a lot of hard matches this weekend, and I just didn't win the last one. How does that fuel you going forward? You said you're coming back for another year. How does that fuel you in this offseason getting ready for that last run? I want to be on the top of that stand bad. Um, I've gone up on the podium every year, seventh, fourth, second. There's only one spot left. The exchange that decided it there, what did you feel? What's that, sorry? The, the exchange where he scored the takedown, what did you feel there? I took a shot, he scored a goal behind. Um, I gotta follow through, can't let it, I gotta, I gotta face him. Gotta face him, gotta turn. Um, I still thought I was gonna win that match. I went down and I thought I was gonna get an escape to a takedown. I thought I was gonna go score to score, and you know, that's the mindset I need to have, and it didn't happen, but I didn't falter. Anything else? Right, thank you so much. Questions for a four-time All-American, Austin DeSanto. Austin, explain what your trip at Iowa, your lifestyle, what it has done for you in the last three years that you've been there, or four years. I mean, it changed my life um, the best way possible. I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine being anywhere on the planet. Um, I was a place to be. Tom and Terry would do anything for me, and it was awesome. Made me a better person, not just in wrestling, but in life and if somehow I get a broken leg or I don't know a crippled thing and I can't wrestle further on after college then I'm, I'm ready I'm ready they prepared me to go out in the working field and be a functioning human <laughs> it's funny to say but it's it's hard um being a college student and then going transitioning into that life Austin what your future is um I still want to compete Still want to wrestle, still want to stick around Iowa City. I love it there, um, if they'll have me. Um, but yeah, I love it. Austin, it's been a long time since Exeter Township. Back in the day, you, your career thus far continued to, to get at a higher level. What would you say the biggest transition for you was back in maybe your freshman year of high school to now? What was the biggest change for you and how you could progress? Um, biggest change is mental. Um, deal with a lot of things and on the back end that people don't see and just working on it day in day out and um, becoming who I am today. Last night we interviewed uh, uh, Roman Barrow Young in the uh, room after his match in the semis against you and he said that you were the reason that he was a national champ because he had to work harder every single day knowing that he was going to have to face you again. What is that? When you hear something that, like that, what does it mean? I mean, it's a compliment. Um, I mean, I, I work to be a national champ, and that's what I want to be. I didn't get it done today or yesterday, and I would still have to wrestle fix if I beat RBY, but um, that, that that's a compliment, and it means a lot. Yeah. You know, the phrase is to get the next best thing. What's it mean to, you know, battle your way back and, and finish off uh, and get third? And end everything in a victory. Um, yeah, that's that's something another mental thing that you learn in Iowa. Um, you can't just give up. Um, there's people in the trenches and there's people working. Um, I mean, you, you got to get the next best thing, man.
you've got to. Um, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. Austin, can you imagine where you'd be today if you had not transferred to Iowa? Um, at home, um, living with my parents and, I don't know, playing video games the entire time and being a bum. Austin, what do you hope people remember from your time at Iowa? Um, just how hard I worked and not just in the room, but mental side of things and being a good teammate. Was this last ride, you didn't get what you wanted, right? Yep. Was it, did you at least have fun going out there and doing what you did? Stressful. Um, I, don't, I don't know about fun. I mean, yeah, you have fun, but this is the most stressful part of my life. Um, I give everything to it. Um, not really fun, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting how I, how I love the sport. What caused the most stress? Losing. Um, I don't want to lose. I want to want to get it done. I want to be a national champ. It's my goal. It's my goal since I was little. Um, didn't get it. There's a lot of fears, a lot of anxiety, a lot of mental work that goes into it. it goes into matches that you don't see. Um, I just want to wrestle the best of my ability, and it's hard. So, yeah. They have a wall in Iowa, four-time All-Americans. You're going to be on that wall. That's got to mean something pretty special. Um, I, I guess. Um, I would like that asterisk. That asterisk means a lot. That asterisk is big. Um, that asterisk's big. You see those, and you see the asterisk next to those names, and you see that, and you want to be a part of that. It's a big thing. That asterisk is big. Austin, someday, nice you, won't have, Austin, someday you won't have all these cameras following you. Would that be better for you? Yeah. Um, no, let me change that. It, no, it won't because, I mean, this is awesome. Um, I get to test how I public speak and I get to test how I grow and talk to you guys. So, yeah. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. can be missed. Thanks. Thank you. Coming out, guys, we will take questions for a four-time All-American, Alex Marinelli. What kind of emotions are you feeling right now, man? Uh, and that was it. Uh, I'm thankful. You know, I got uh, I got the best team. You know, my wife is the best. I have the best coaches. I couldn't ask for anything more. And uh, I'm sorry, Hawkeye fans, they didn't get it done. But uh, you guys, uh, you guys are the best. Will you find, be able to find ways to look more of the positives of your career than this moment? Yeah, I mean, I'm alive, right? Like, I have a wife that loves me. I, I find a lot of things that, like, you know, obviously this is this is a big deal in my life, but um, that's how I process it, right? So I'm a child of God before I'm a wrestler, and I got to always think that. You know, I have Jesus who died for me, and so I'll live for him. Alex, there's a wall in Iowa City, four-time All-American. Not a lot of names on it. You're going to be on that. What's that mean to you? It's a big deal, but you guys know what I wanted. You guys know that I wanted the, the title, and, uh, you know, I got to be thankful and, and appreciative of what I did, but I'm, uh, I know I'm better than that, and, you know, this, this tournament's tough. I got to... I gotta appreciate the, the the ride and the journey, and you know it's 
it's uh, it's been great. What kind of mark do you think you left on the program over the time there? My goal and my word that I describe like to describe myself as a champion. And uh, you know, if I don't get what I want, I can still be a champion off the mat. I can still be a champion the way I carry myself. Um, I'll be a champion for Christ. I'll be a champion for my wife, for my friends, my family. Um, and then in the future, I love to coach. I'd, I'd love to lead someone to a victory, and I'll be a champion for them. You've been on many teams during your wrestling career. It's a long time. Where will this one rank? I mean, I've been on some great teams. That's a good point. I, St. Paris Graham, Iowa Hawkeyes. That's pretty. That's pretty legendary. Pretty, pretty, pretty good teams right there. Um, I mean, this is the top. This is this is the mecca of college wrestling, in my opinion. Um, no better coaches in the nation than Tom and Terry Brands. Ryan Morningstar, when, when he recruited me, I mean, he's he's the best recruiter in the nation. Ryan Morningstar, right there. You and your wife have made a life in Iowa. We want you back in Ohio. Where, what's next for you? Well, you know, I'm selfish, you know that. Yeah. But where, what's next for you too? It's a good question. I mean, I uh, I'm gonna take some time. Tom told me just take your time and assess. And I know I told Caleb Young. I said I'm gonna go on vacation, and then I know I'm gonna wrestle. I, I'm gonna want to wrestle again. Um, but I'm gonna take my time, and we'll see. I want to coach. I want to I want to lead someone to a victory, and if that's with Iowa. And, That'd be great, but uh, I'm 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 wanting to stay in Iowa City as long as possible. My wife and I bought a home a couple years ago in Iowa City, and they're my family. JJ, last one. Can you uh, kind of highlight what is in the wings there for the team? You guys are losing a lot of experience, but what's the talent in the room coming back for this program? Yeah, we're losing experience, but those guys. There's a lot of guys coming back to be in the club. To, to be a mentor, and so we're really not losing them. Yeah, we're losing like them on the map, but um, they're gonna be, we got a lot of guys, you know, I got Patrick Kennedy at my weight. I mean, it's, we're, we're just, we're gonna be reloading and we're gonna be good. And, um, we're gonna be coming for a national title. I know, I believe that. Okay, thanks, Alex. Thank, Thank you, Congratulations, Alex. bud. <clears throat> we could throw out the questions for five-time All-American Michael Kemmer. What kind of emotions are going through your mind right now, man? Um, I mean, I'm a competitor, so I hate losing, and it's hard to put that aside. But at the same time, the other voice inside me is trying to tell me how much I have to be thankful for, you know, and you know how good my college career has been, all the, the good things that I would tell somebody else. I'm trying to tell myself that, so that little battle there. You didn't have to come back, man. You didn't have to do this. You put yourself through a ton of pain. Shoulder comes out. I don't know if it came out this weekend at all. It did it big times. We heard it. Everybody knows it came out. Why put yourself through this? Did it mean that much to you to, to, to perform for your teammates? Yeah, I mean, it's something that, you know, obviously there's the physical struggle, but the mental struggle dealing with something like that. Um, you know, it's been it's been a roller coaster, and I basically had to just come to terms with that. You know, I don't do this sport for anyone but me and my teammates and my family and my God, and that's really what it's about. And 
you know, being afraid to go out there and not wrestle how I want to wrestle, that was something I dealt with. But at the end of the day, you don't really owe anybody anything but yourself. And, you know, I love competing, I love wrestling. So, I mean, who cares what someone's going to say, oh, you're not wrestling as well. I kind of battle with that. And it's just, you know, knowing why you do it. Mike, well, I talked to DeSanto and Marinelli today, and they're both four-time All-Americans. You are a five-time All-American, and I know they have a wall up there for the four-timers. Are you going to tell Coach Brands to add that five-time All-American? Yeah, we're going to have to figure something out, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's not, I'm thankful to be the first and under different circumstances, but I guess that's pretty cool. Yeah. How far back did the shoulder thing go? How far back did it bother you? Yeah, I mean, I think I, well, I, I've heard it a couple of years ago, got it repaired, missed the whole year and everything, and then I think it was back in the fall sometime, maybe around preseason, so it's kind of right around the time where you can't really go full on surgery and be back, and so you kind of have a decision there, and um, I don't know, I, it's some, it's hard for me to like use it as an excuse, but yeah, it was, it was in the fall, yeah. How much feel like an old man? <laughs> I don't know. Whenever people kind of make the jokes and stuff, it, it's funny. It makes me feel old, and I realize that I'm, I'm 25 and I got a lot of my life left to live. But the joke's been fun, and I mean, honestly, I I, I have zero regrets. You, you know, not getting what I wanted, but I have zero regrets about coming back. I mean, I learned a lot about myself, and it's just it's just an incredible journey. Every season is. Michael, what do you want to do after this? Uh, I don't know right now. Probably just go hang with my teammates. If you're talking long term, that's a whole other question. But uh, I just I just want to be around the guys and soak it in. And I mean, I love these guys. I, I want to spend as much time as I can with them. So that's kind of the near future. Do you still want to stay around the sport one way or another? <sighs> tough, tough to answer right now when I got a lot of emotions going. But um, I just said how much I love wrestling. So. It's going to be tough to stay away, but a lot of emotions, so we'll see. Mike, when everybody talks about a wrestling team, this, this, this team seems to be different. Everybody talks about more of a evil brotherhood than other teams. Is it true? Is there something different about this hockey team? Yeah, I mean, it's the only team I've been a part of in college wrestling, so it's hard for me to say, but for me, it's it really is. I mean, you know, there's so many people that always have things to say, and we don't really listen to the noise, but, I mean, being with these guys and having these setbacks and stuff and just picking each other up and, and it, unfortunately it's happened um, too many times that we'd like but it's just a shared experience that no one can really understand and you know people have stuff to say we never understand and that's okay but it, it's it's like brothers it really is what do you hope people remember from your time um you know just someone that was fun to watch wrestle that did it right that that left it out all out on the mat i mean in that last match i don't i don't like getting beat like that but trying to find a way to win that's kind of always what i've been about no quit and um just doing as much as i can for myself and the team thanks michael Congrats. thanks guys That was Iowa, Iowa State. Um, the story of their NCAA tournament is very simple. Um, they started really, really slow, and then they ended really, really strong. Um, what do I mean by really slow? They went 4-14 four and 14 on the first day, guys. Not great. 3-6 um, and six in the first round. 1-8 in the second session. 
Nobody got to the quarterfinals, not even top-seeded David Carr, not even Marcus Coleman, not even Younger Bastida. Those ended up being the three Cyclone All-Americans. We'll get to that later. Um, and in addition to that, five of the nine qualifiers went 0-2. Um, not great. Not great at all. So how'd they bounce back? Well, they bounced back thanks to the All-Americans, right? You had David Carr, you had Marcus Coleman, you had Younger Bastida. Um, Ian Parker also made it today too, but he lost a really tough match, his first match on Friday morning. Um, but David Carr, Marcus Coleman, Younger Bastida combined to go 18 and five. Um, so David Carr lost in the second round to Oregon State's Hunter Willits. It was maybe the most stunning result of the tournament, at least to that point, right? Two to one in the tiebreakers, um, Hunter Willits came up with a big right out. He got an escape right at the last second of the first tiebreaker, was able to win that one two to one. David Carr responds by winning six in a row in the Russellbacks to ultimately finish third. Um, and not only were they six in a row, but check out this gauntlet, right? Three to two over Wyatt Sheets from Oklahoma State. Uh, Wyatt Sheets was an All-American. Five to three over Caleb Young, who again, two-time All-American. Um, four to three over Jared Frannick from North Dakota State, who he saw in the Big 12 Finals. Um, accepted a medical forfeit over Austin O'Connor, who was dealing with his own knee injury. Six to three over Michigan's Will Luan to get to the third place match, and then seven to two over Nebraska's Peyton Robb to finish third. Pretty dang good, right? David Carr finishes seven and one. I know it's not a national title. He wanted to win four of them. Um, but hey, another reminder that this tournament's really freaking hard, right? Younger Bastida took a very similar path, lost in the second round. All he did was win some really, really, really tough matches to get back to the podium. You ready for this? Lost in the second round to Rocky Elam, 1-0. Um, that was a matchup he had won twice during the regular season in the duel and at the Big 12 Championships, I believe. And then all Younger does is 11-4 over Jaron Smith from Maryland, 4-2 over Cordell Norfleet from Arizona State, 5-4 over Jacob Woodley from Oklahoma. That's a guy that he lost to twice during the regular season. That was also in the blood round, so big win there. 4-3 over Rutgers' Greg Bolsack. Um, then he loses to Stephen Buchanan, 4-3, comes back with a pin over Gavin Hoffman for fifth. Gavin Hoffman from Ohio State, maybe, maybe not. Younger probably absolutely grabbed the headgear. Um but hey, that's, you know, still tremendous. Marcus Coleman does the same thing, right? Loses in the second round um, in overtime to Zach Bronigal from Illinois, who at that point had not lost. He won at that point, Zach Bronigal had won like eight matches in a row. But Marcus Coleman comes back with three wins in the Russellbacks, six to one over Travis Stefanik from Princeton, 18 to 13 over Oklahoma State Dakota Gear, and then 13 to two over Trey Munoz from Oregon State in the blood round. That put him in the top eight. Um, aims high, stand up. Marcus Coleman finishes seventh. So those three combined to go 19 and five, everybody else combined to go, um, or excuse me, 18 and five, the rest of them combined to go one and 12. Not great. Um, but you know, welcome to the national tournament. What, do, what do they need to do to turn that around? They, they got to wrestle a little bit tougher, right? They, they went seven and six in two point matches, but all seven of those matches, um, I say two point matches, matches decided by two points or less. Iowa state went seven and six in those matches, but all seven of those wins were from David Carr and Younger Bastida. Now, granted, um, three of those losses were also from Younger and David, but, um, you know, you can't bring nine guys to the tournament and have five of them get bounced on the first day if you want to be a top 10 team. That's just the name of the game. So, you know, rough first day, uh, but they bounced back nicely. At one point, they won, I believe it was, 
Um, you know, I'm trying to think. They went six and one in session three, and then five and one in session four. So at one point in the day, they had won ten matches in a row. So at least ten matches in a row on Friday, fifteen and three overall after um, Thursday's opening session. So you know, some some good, some bad. They wanted top ten, they did not get top ten. So now they got something to really strive for um, moving forward. So. Yeah, just kind of an up and down tournament a little bit for, for Iowa State. Interviews I got lined up for you guys here. Um, David Carr and then Kevin Dresser, um, caught up with them on Saturday after the Cyclones went 3-0 and in medal matches. Let's give them a little bit of credit there. Um, so we got to talk to David after he finished third at 157. Then we also got to talk to, um, Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser, um, after the 3-0 and record in the medal round. So let's go to them now and then we'll come back, wrap up with Northern Iowa. You're coming back and getting third after getting beaten in the second round. What does that tell the team, the coaching staff, the recruits coming in about Iowa State? Uh, Just one, just so grateful to Russell in this tournament. Two, or number one, obviously, all glory to God. God just got me through this tournament. My coaches, you know, they just told me to get the next best thing, and they kept encouraging me. So guys who are coming to Iowa State, they're in good hands, and I can't wait to be teammates with some of the future Cyclones because we're going to keep fighting, keep crawling, and bring this program back. Thursday night, how did you process that and move forward? Uh, Thursday is probably one of the hardest days in my life, just one of the toughest days. Just I don't know. I, I still probably haven't processed it all the way, but Aaron Brooks came to my room and, and prayed for me, gave me some words of encouragement. My dad a lot of, got a lot of texts to keep my head up, and it's cool to see that type of support even when I don't um, win and get the job done. But, um, yeah. Was the hardest match of the week for you Friday morning, that first one after Thursday night? Yeah, Friday morning, that first match is, was the toughest one. Each match got easier, but it's just, it's just hard wrestling that back set. Do you really love the second round match at all? That's all I dream about. Just, it's like a replay in my head, but you know, God's plan is greater, and it's all in His plan, and that's why I'm trusting. You mentioned how hard this tournament is to come back and win six in a row on the backside. That's not easy. Is there a little bit of pride in being able to do something like that? I just thought that I just every match I was thinking, you know, I gotta wrestle a lot of matches back, but you know, I just want to give it my all. And that was it. Just wanted to give my all. And I'm still giving God glory through every match. Every match I'm wrestling is is uh, a form of worship to him. And so that every match I was just like, I didn't want to wrestle any matches. But wrestling back for him made it easier. You have you have a strong freestyle background. Several of these wrestlers talk about it's nice to get back in the freestyle after going to the college ground. Talk about that. Now I'm excited to get back on the mat, get better. And I'm also excited for freestyle. It's going to be fun, and I love freestyle a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. finish the tournament on the nod, step on that podium. I'm pretty happy with the way they, they closed that out. I think we wrestled really tough, you know, tough especially. Uh, good, but tougher than gooder probably. Uh, I don't think gooder's a word. But uh, <laughs> um, I think we were really tough Friday and Saturday. And, and to be really tough... Friday and Saturday at the NCAA tournament says a lot about our team. You know, we didn't 
we didn't get what we wanted. We came here this year, kind of goals to get in the top 10, and, and that didn't happen. Um, but there's a heck of a lot to build off of here. You know, sometimes just the results of the weekend don't show the whole body of work. Um, you know, what these guys were able to do as a team in dual meets this year uh, was pretty phenomenal on the road. And the finish on Friday and Saturday like they did was really, really, uh, it shows a lot of character about this team. And, you know, those guys are all back next year. So that's pretty exciting. Coach, you, you weren't very happy early in the tournament. Um, you know, after that, that session, what were some things that you had to you talk to the guys? Or you, you said you weren't going to really get into the deep woods with it until after the tournament. Well, there's things that we can do uh, prep, you know, te technically that we didn't do very well. We just didn't wrestle well on Thursday. You know, I don't think we were very uh, tough in a couple situations. In one way, I think we were scared. Um, and we got to get over all of that. You know, we got to get all that taken care of and, and uh, those those wrinkles ironed out before we get here. So, um, but, you know, I challenged them. I, and I and when we train, I say, you know, you're going to have to perform in Detroit when things are hard. And so we got to put you as many hard situations as we can. So I think our training kind of took over on Friday and Saturday. And obviously we had, you know, three or four guys that really stepped up and, and, and when it got hard. What can David learn from that match Thursday night? Let me tell you one thing about David Carr. I think everybody standing here knows that that's one talented dude. But I think a lot of people in this building saw that not only is he talented, but he's tough as nails. For a defending NCAA champ to get beat on Thursday night and come back and win six matches um, at a weight that was pretty darn loaded and stacked. You know, this is probably the most stacked year in NCAA history because of all the the COVID logjam. Um, so. There was no, there was no gimmies all, all weekend, and we saw that, and, and that's why it was such a great tournament. But uh, David Carr is a tough dude, and you know he's just got to, you know, he didn't get a lot of breaks in that match. We could belly ache and cry and bitch about the referee because it wasn't very good in that match. But you still got to figure out how to get get your hand raised there, and, and we didn't. And he could have pouted about it, and he could have cried about it because we chased the guy all over the mat. It just didn't go our way, and he came back and showed his character. What was the? Uh... What was the biggest thing Marcus had to do to take these steps to get to Saturday? I saw Marcus last year uh, on Friday morning or Friday, yeah, Friday afternoon, mid-afternoon when he was eliminated, and I saw him underneath the bleachers crying. And, and, and I like guys that cry. Um, I think I think it shows how important it is to you. And he was miserable, and I said, "You got to remember this feeling." And so it's funny. In about January, I said, "What's the difference between this year's Marcus Coleman and last year's?" He said, I just got sick and tired of losing. But he trained really, really hard. Uh, you know, he put a lot of time in in the fall. Um, he grew up in the room in terms of competing. Uh, found, you know, between wrestling, David Carr and Younger was really good for him because he had to step it up. He had to really step it up. You know, David, David's not an easy out in practice either. Strong finish at the end of the year. You can build on that for next season. Strong Friday and Saturday, yeah. You know, we got to put three, got to put, I always say you got to put three in a row. You got to put three in a row at the end of the year. We put two in a row, so we got to get one more in there. Just weird to, to, to do it in the last two instead of the first one. So we made it hard on ourselves, but I think we proved that you know to do what we did on Friday and Saturday. I think we were eleven and two today, and like five and one. I don't even know what the hell the math is. A four and one. That's a good run. Uh, anybody in this tournament would take those kind of numbers on Friday and Saturday. That's a lot of matches to come back and play. Yeah, yeah. I think we were four and fourteen on on uh, Thursday, so we couldn't get much going right. Coach, uh, touch a little bit on the CRTC. What are some you got some plans for the summer? You know, look at that and add more athletes, or yeah, we well we'll move Ian Park Ian Parker up into the into the CRTC. We you know we'll look at that. 
Right now we're gonna have a lot of golf tournaments, so I gotta warm up my short game because I always try to skin a lot of people on the on the par three. So that's gonna I'm gonna start. I gotta win some money out there. <laughs>
Um, you know, Jonathan Lowe, clearly an All-American, beats Trent Heidley in the tiebreaker, 7-5. to five. That's in the Russellback semifinals. Trent Heidley, another All-American, past NCAA finalist, right? And then he gets a revenge win over Truax, 6-4 to four for third place. So that's 7-5, seven, 7-6, five, seven, six, seven, five, six, wins for Parker Keckeisen. That man loves tough wrestling, finished third again. Um, yeah, like that's, you know, he accounted for 14.5 team points for, for Northern Iowa. They finished with... Uh, um, finished with 28 and a half again, tied for 20th, um, in the team race. So, you know, some good, some, some not so good, but very clearly this is a team that, 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 that's got a little bit of depth to them. We knew that, um, you know, and now they're going to have a lot of experience with which to work, right? A lot of experience, a lot of, um, you know, clearly some motivation here, you know, they, they proved that they can wrestle this level, right? Um, you know, now it's a matter of, of taking that next step and, and, and getting yourself to Friday night's blood round, right? Cause if you get yourself to Friday night, whether it's the front side or the backside, anything is possible, right? You give yourself a chance to make some magic happen. Um, and that's the next goal. I think for, for this Northern Iowa team, how many guys can you get to session four, right? They only got Parker Keck guys in there this year. I believe they had, uh, two or three guys there last year. I know they had at least two, um, Parker and Brody, um, you know, how many more can they get um, through the round of 16 and into the blood round? Um, you know, easy, easy, pretty easy goal to set, especially after they had a, had a pretty, a pretty solid showing, um, you know, so, you know, strong start, slow finish, right? 15 points after the first day, they only scored 13 and a half the rest of the way. Um, you know, I, I, this is a team clearly with top 10 capability, but again, we continue to stress this. Um, the NCAA tournament's freaking hard, guys. And if, and if you don't bring your A game at every turn, and even if you do, sometimes it's just not enough. Um, so, hey, kudos to the Panthers for putting on a show. Um, it was really fun to see. You know, I mentioned Teske's win. Bisco got a win. Um, Colin Realbuto got a pin. Derek Holschlag and Tyrell Gordon both won pigtail matches. Um, Parker did Parker things. Austin Yant was really gritty in a handful of matches. Lance Runyon got a pin over Anthony Mantonona, a guy he lost to twice this year. Um, and then they got into a weird post-match scrap, um, which was a little weird, uh, more chirping than anything, but you know, Hey, overall, I, I, it was, it was, it was a pretty good weekend for Northern Iowa. I know they, they wanted a little bit more and then that's kind of how Doug was feeling. He had a press conference on Monday. We were able to snag some of that audio and, um, you know, he talks a lot about how tough this tournament can be and, and how you should be tired at the end of it and how you really do need to give everything you've got, um, if you want to continue, um, deeper into that tournament. So, um, really good assessment overall by Doug. Um, just kind of recapping the Panthers week in Detroit. Um, we're going to go to him now and then we'll come back and wrap up. Doug talks, uh, talks for quite a bit. So, uh, strap in for some, for some really fun thoughts from that guy. He kind of goes free flowing for a little bit and, um, always love it when he gets on a roll and just kind of lets his thoughts loose. So we'll go to that now and then we'll come back to wrap this thing up. Thanks guys. All right, let's see. whole lot to talk about. Uh, first thing is, is I think it's as it should be right now. Um, a little bit weary, a little bit uh, bloody and battered, uh, but that's what that tournament does. That's what the season does to you. I mean, you should you should be spent when you're done with it. Um, maybe a little bit broken in in some parts, but. I could tell you more than anything encouraged about the future and looking forward to the future and what it holds, not just for the team, but also just the response that I saw out of these guys. Um, that each one of these guys, 
obviously got their dreams shattered. And they all responded resiliently. They all, man, dug back in deep. And, you know, sometimes these guys have to do that within, it can be less than hours. <laughs> and it's public. It's in front of everyone. I mean, so I know that uh, there's a lot of talk about maybe the youth and, man, what's wrong with these kids? Um, I could tell you that it's not the kids that I have on my team. <laughs> I couldn't be more proud of how, man, they handle themselves, but also how they respond to things being very tough. I mean, they've been raised very well. I've got an incredible group, man, of, of men, of men. And eh, the tournament's hard. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. Then it's one of the, the toughest events that one I've coached in, um, I've competed in, uh, but that you have to be a part of every time. But, man, I, I leave and I think about it every time. You know, you got to, like, is it worth it again? And, man, every time when I wake up Monday morning, it's absolutely every year. And it'll never change. It is worth it every time. One, because of, man, what, what it makes us, what these guys become. Man, that they can hold their hands out and know that they can handle anything. That's incredibly powerful. Um, and to me, that's what this sport teaches. And you don't get to see a lot of things that happen in the back hallways. Um, you know, that's, you know, if, if you're, and Michelle gets to see it a little bit. I mean, you get to see these guys um, broken into pieces and then they sweep themselves back up. And they go back out and they compete again. And they compete with every inch of fiber of their being and they're able to do it over and over again. They go out and support their teammates. They continue to show up when a lot of times you want to just shrink away. Um, but, man, not a one of our guys did that. And I don't see that out of really any team. And that's something you see in those back hallways that I wish people got to see. Um, they got to understand the depths of wrestling and the character that it creates. And until you're part of it, I don't think you really realize and understand it or appreciate it. And I appreciate that about the sport, even though every year, like I said, man, my heart gets ripped out. And there's some pieces that are left. Uh, but to me, the pieces, what that does is the pieces come back stronger. They're put back together, and these guys are put back together, and are put back together as coaches. And I told the team, and they fill my cup. Those guys, man, they get me excited and get me up every morning because of the faith that they have and belief they have in me and the program. And I can tell you one thing that... You know, I see this you and I, and I see the purple. I could tell you that you and I and wrestling in the wrestling community, man, it represents something. And I'm incredibly proud of that, of how our guys compete, but more than anything, how they, how they handle themselves. It takes a while to build a reputation, and we've built that. Now we've got to continue to build on it and take it to new heights. Um, and I think the standard's been raised. Uh, but, man, I just wish you got to see what happens in those back hallways. You got to see the amount, an immense amount of respect that, each competitor has for one another. Because I think we all understand how hard it is and how much our athletes have given. So we understand on the other side of it that they've done the same thing. Um, but, man, just to see hopefully those three days, the, the wrestling community really comes together. But also I think it just it's, it's highlighted that in the type of people that we have in our sport, man, and surround our sport. It's incredible, man. I'm so grateful for that. I'm part of it and get to be part of it and continue to be part of it. Um, yeah, 
don't know, reflecting a lot. And it's about our sport and what it's given me. And like I said, I got to decide. And I told our team, I got to decide every year. <laughs> am, I, am I willing to go again? And I said, it's every time. And I, I, won't, I won't add the F in this time, but I will add the F in, but absolutely every time. It is worth it every time. And, and I don't think I've ever left a tournament, and I'll probably never leave a tournament feeling like, man, we got everything we wanted. Because it's not, it's not about man winning. Heck, I've been on teams that have won national titles and won, had multiple guys win national titles. There's always going to be someone that doesn't get what they want. But, man, that these guys are willing to put themselves back together. And, you know, we had eight guys go to the national tournament this year. Eight guys, that's the most I've had. Um, and they all get to come back. You know, and the challenge is, is that, hey, will you will we re-up again? Will you do it again? And, man, I know the courage that these guys have. Man, I see it, and I see it in their eyes, and I know how they're going to come back. And that, that excites me as a coach <laughs> and should excite you as a and I wrestling fan. Uh, but, man, the purple means something, and we're really the only school that wears purple, and I love it. And I'm going to get a couple pur more purple and gold singlets because that's who we are. And we'll wear purple and gold every dang time. Um, because it because it means something it means something to the wrestling community uh, and that's a testament to our guys that's a testament to what's come before those guys and that they want to continue to build on it um, so I know I get talk I get maybe get a little sentimental about the sport uh, but man it's given me so much and it continues to give back to me and continues to give back to me and my family um, you know and there's always some to me there's always some some things you have to to talk about here. I mean, I'll talk about my team, but man, just thank yous of, you know, your family. Man, they sacrifice a lot. Um, me and my wife were a team, um, and my boys are invested man, into the team, and couldn't do without them. Couldn't do without a staff, a staff that's fully committed to the athletes, fully committed to the vision that I have, and that they, man, they're as coachable, they're as gritty, and they're as selfless as. We ask our team to be. Um, man, appreciate the the alumni and the support that we have, because we had a lot of we had a lot of fans there. We had a lot of people that are supporting our team and love our team, and we appreciate every single one of them. Um, and talk about my guys a little bit. Talk about our tournament. Uh, you know, everyone won a match. That's something to build on. You know, we had guys. I think we had three pins. Um, scoring bonus points, doing some things. Man, it's just it's a tough tournament. You know, we lost at 25. You know, Brody went 2-2. Two and two. Um, Lost to the guys that got 3rd and 5th. And talk about a guy that's, that's, that's right there. I mean, he, he is right there. And being right there and being over that hump is, yeah, that's a whole other thing, and we'll continue to work on that. But I know that he's, man, he, he's battled a lot of demons, and he's grown, and, man, his faith is strong in himself and in his program. And he will come back, and he will come back a, a better Brody Teske, and I know that. Um, you know, was a runner-up the, at the Big 12s, was an NCAA qualifier again, and, and uh, you know, he's got two more years, and looking forward to that. Uh, Kyle Biscaglia, you know, one and two, I think, lost the guy that got fourth. Um, and as a coach, you know, you're in the corner in certain things. You make certain situations and matches and try to give the guy the best opportunity to win. And, um, you know, man, I really, really like, and this guy's ready. Uh, and he grew throughout this year, got, got so much better throughout the, the, the season. Got to go to his first national tournament, won his first you know, national tournament match, got a pin for us, um, and is back again, you know, back again next year. You know, Kale Happel was an alternate. 
and they started doing alternates a few years ago, but he got to come. He was with us. He was with us for everything. He was down on the floor. He's warming up. He actually got to weigh in. And there was a guy at 41 that I don't know if he had to go back and get his pass, and it was literally like seconds from because NCAA, I don't know, they have some, I'm telling you, they, they have some silly rules. You have to be in line 15 minutes before. If you don't get in line 15 minutes before, then you can get you can get X'd out of the tournament, which I think they need to change that. I mean, it hasn't happened. I mean, I understand a little bit of why they do it, but, um, man, if that ever came to it, I mean, I don't know. I could tell you this coach, this coach would riot if they tried to if they tried to, to do that. So, um, but, man, he got an experience, and he got an eye-opening experience at that to be part of it and be around it. Uh, Colin Rebuto, I don't know if there's a guy that, that improved and grew more throughout this year, in the last couple of years since he's been here. Uh, man, and he competes his, his dang tail off. Um, you know, he lost to a guy that placed and is right there in the match um, with those guys. The first match, man, he's seconds away from winning his first-round match. Won two matches, got a, got bonus points for us, um, and is back for two more years. Uh, Derek Koschlag, talk about a guy that, a gritty competitor, um, like I said, fifth-year guy, finally made the lineup, and is coming back for a sixth year, you know, I kind of talked about that COVID year a little bit, and the guys getting that, um, and thinking about the guys that lost that year. You know, we have a senior this year, Jack Skalarzik, that heck, he was going to that tournament and it got canceled. We had seniors, we had seniors that were going to the tournament and didn't get to wrestle. So anybody that gets that extra year gets the opportunity to wrestle in the national tournament, man, they should always be grateful for it. Um, but he, you know, he won a match and then you wrestle, you know, you wrestle the defending national champ in the in in your second match and. You know, that guy came back and got third, and um, but Derek, man, showing progress right there. Yant, Yant's, and we talk about gritty. <laughs> he's one of our, he's one of our leaders. He's one of our captains. Um, but man, gritty and as you get and full investment. Um, and man, it hurts when you move fully invest and you don't get what you want. But like I said, I know, I know how he'll put those pieces back together, and how he'll come back, and he'll come back stronger. And he, you know, he's got a six year that's coming. Um, 74 Runyon talked a little bit about him just that he didn't wrestle till the middle of January and man the growth that he showed without competing about being in the practice room um, to me that's something that we can certainly key on in the future for guys too that hey even if you're injured you can still improve you can still get better there's other things that you can do and we'll continue to build his mind but you know he had he had two wins um, got a pin got bonus points I think had another pin that they didn't call um, and is right there with Everyone in the country lost to the lost to the guy in the front side that was in the finals that he you know, had an overtime match with the defending national champion, so he's right there. Um, then you get a guy like Parker who talk about training and living at an incredibly high level. Uh, it's as high as I've been around, and that's that's a that is a high high compliment. I've been around some guys that have won everything under the sun, um, and as far as how he trains, lives, it's as well as anybody. And you can see it on how he competes. If you're not a Parker Kaizen fan, then something's wrong with you. Just in how much he gives, how much uh, risk he takes. I don't know if anyone takes more risk in him than the country. And he trains that way and he lives that way. Um, to see him respond like he did, especially you, know, you lose in the quarterfinals. And you guys know you lose in the quarterfinals, then you have all day. You have all day, you have to sit. That guy's coming off a win. You're going into the blood round and you're trying to, okay, I want to make sure I place because everyone I can want to place. And, man, he had a tough match. He had a guy that had been an All-American before, um, and he really dug, man, he dug deep. 
and he trained that way and he lived that way for a long, long time. And, you know, Lee's done an incredible job with him, man, developing him and, and growing him and continuing to get him to evolve in the sport. Um, but just seeing the grit and guts that he had, um, and that led our team. And I always tell him, you know, continue to lead the way. Man, did he lead the way in how he came back and how he responded. And he wins another tough match. And then you guys saw his matches on Saturday. I don't care. Saturday morning, those those matches are about they're about heart. <laughs> they're about the depths of character that you have as a competitor. And, and then you go back to your training. And it's hard because everyone's sore and tired and beat up. And you're, you know, you really haven't, obviously you're not where you want to be because you all wanted to be uh, wrestling Saturday night. So you got to kind of take the consolation prize. Uh, man, but those those two matches and how... He kept his composure and focus and how he won those. Those those were one and all the hours in that practice room and all the training that he does. And, you know, I'm going to tell you one thing about Parker because um, he loves this team and he loves the guys and he wants to win a team title more than anything. He, he was way more hurt um, for his teammates losing than he was for himself. And we talk about being selfless, and to me that's, man, that's the definition of being a, a selfless competitor. <laughs> selfless teammate uh, and he's he's as high level as you get you know and come back and get third and be the guy that beat him on the front side um, just really how he did it uh, was to me was so impressive and to get third is is a tough thing but man is that a, it's in a respected it's an incredibly respected thing throughout the wrestling community because you know that it, how a guy responded and how they came back and he's done it twice and you know what two times is enough though we'll we'll uh We'll plan on him. We'll plan on him being being number one next year, and that's what he's going to work for. Uh, you know, we have one other guy, Tyrell Tyrell Gordon. Um, you know, won a match, and he wrestled. You know, he wrestled the champ. And I, I could tell you that Gable Stevenson is. If there's been a better college wrestler, I'm not sure if there has been. <laughs> he's as good as he's been. Uh, you know, he got to wrestle him, and you know, he got to feel the level of being, you know, hands on with one of the best guys in the world. Uh, but. You know, like I said, all those guys won matches. All of them are back, and all of them are going to be chomping at the bit to improve and get better. And for the most part, we're pretty dang healthy. Um, you know, before we've kind of had to go into surgeries and have some things done, but you know, knock on wood, these guys are these guys are healthy. And now we build them back and build them back better, and look to score a hell of a lot more points at the national tournament next year, and you know, really get down to single digits. I mean, that's to me, that's what you guys start to do. Top twenty, top ten, top fifteen. Like, no, let's start to get down on single digits, and see where you go from there but man proud of our team and I know I've been long-winded uh, but a lot of things on my mind and want to make sure that I share them and I don't know who listens to this or pays attention to it or not but <laughs> at least for me it's it's uh I know you keep raising your hand but I'm, I'm gonna keep talking oh yep it's hard in the description you know because the success he's had just mm -hmm. lost his career and the success of the tournament where can he improve um, man, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's improved his setup, his finishes. I mean, you know, getting off bottom, he really didn't get ridden all year. He got a little bit, you know, a little bit in those matches. I think, you know, if anything, it just, with everything, it's, it's continuing to manage your emotions, um, and energy, but ha, just refining. I don't know. I mean, I, as far as time put in, there's not much more time that he can put in. Um, now can you uh, can do I think that you can always refine it and make it better? I mean, yeah, I think that's really to me what it comes down to. But he is, it, I mean, he's right there. He's right there. 
and like I said, now we got to figure out. And I know, I know, uh, Coach Staff. I know that you help him figure out how do you make those margins. So, to me, his variance is like, heck, man, he's he's a top three guy, and want to get him to where he's a top one guy. You know, there's there's some really really good area four pounders, but I know, I know, plan will be put in place in in those areas that you can make up the margins. They'll be made up. Um, but man, to say that, what else he can do better? I mean, there's always going to be things you can do better, and that's just going to be till the end of time, because um, I know where he wants to get to. So, um, you know, you, there'll be evaluation like always. You know, you evaluate. I evaluate myself as coach. We evaluate our staff. We we evaluate our guys and how can how can we put a plan in place to move them forward. So, you know what? We're not talking about scoring. 27 points we're talking about scoring 107 points you know and you got to kind of you got to build that but to me next year we we need to we need to score more points than I ever have at a, an NCAA tournament and and that's 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 that to me is going to be the charge throughout this whole year I watch Parker's matches at the national tournament is it safe to say that it seemed like he was more comfortable on his feet um I didn't see him doing a lot of writing. I saw him, you know, um, giving him a, a, a skate yeah. um, to get the takedown. Yeah, I'm okay with that. He's one of the best neutral wrestlers in the country. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, and, he, and he's and he's definitely worked on his writing. I mean, he has. You know, I know one thing that they always talk, you know, talks to him about is, hey, make sure we have, you know, we have a return. And there was a few times where that probably didn't happen. So that tells me a little bit that, okay, maybe there's some other things that, that are that are stacking on, and it's hard when, man. I don't care how much you've trained and prepared for it. Sometimes those moments you can, you can get lost in them. Um, that's why you have to train at such a high level and a demanding level that you don't ever get lost in those situations. You know, and that's that is a hard thing to do because we're human. <laughs> and we were talking about eighteen to twenty-two year old kids that you know that maybe they're thinking about something this is something i've been i've been dreaming of my whole life and now oh my god if i don't want to do it now what then what's going to happen and then you know what we tell them is that if it doesn't happen it's only going to make you stronger it's going to make you better it's not a failure man it is about the pursuit it is about really truly going after something and having faith in yourself and being about something bigger than yourself like our guys are their self-worth is not based 100 percent on their wrestling credentials or accolades it's something deeper and bigger and man I think I continue to see that throughout this whole tournament you know, you see guys and you see them and it, you know if it's faith and I have a strong faith man and that is important to me um, and a lot of our guys do too and you saw it displayed to me in the uh, you know in wrestling just the guys and how they talk about the relationship with God and how important it is and there's one thing I, I got some stuff beside my bed and on the wall and for me Man, when I'm done, and it's all said and done, and I'm freaking, I'm meeting God, and it's like, I want to make sure that I gave everything, everything, everything. I was, I gave everything, and if I do that, then I'll feel good. And that's what I try to do every day. That's what I try to do every season. And do I fall short a lot? Yeah, absolutely. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to keep trying the same thing with our team. It's the same thing that they will do. They will re up again. And man, to me, that is, there's so much comfort in that, enjoy in that, but also. Man, an immense amount of pride.
Always love hearing that uh, unfiltered passion from Doug Schwab. Always love hearing from all three coaches and wrestlers from all three teams. That's all I've got today, guys. Just kind of wanted to quickly recap, um, you know, how these guys did. And, um, you know, it was a really busy three days in Detroit. So it's it's a lot to take in in the moment. But, um, you know, when we can kind of take a step back and, and, and assess things and kind of look and really dig in about how they did and, and kind of how we can, what we can take away from their performances. I feel like that makes for a little bit better overall assessment, right. Of, of how these guys did. So some, so kind of like I said at the top of the podcast, right. Some high highs, some low lows and, you know, weddings and funerals every day, every session, heck, even, even every match. Sometimes that's, uh, that's the name of the game, man. That's, that's why we love sports. And, and that's specifically why we love the NCAA wrestling championships, but Hey, that's uh that's all I've got today. Um, again, only, only podcast. I really wanted to get out this week. I just kind of wanted to quickly offer up some thoughts on the NCAA wrestling championships and also get you guys some interviews. So, um, welcome to the off season, right? We're going to keep tabs on a lot of things as we continue on. going to try and continue to get a podcast out every week. Um, you know, various interviews might do some, some mailbag podcasts. Um, but I'm aiming for once a week, um, you know, and, and once we kind of get into the thick of freestyle and Greco season, we might have a few more things to talk about, but Hey, um, through the rest of this month and maybe even through a little bit of April, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a, take a step back, uh, maybe get some rest a little bit before we gear up for uh, the busy spring and summer schedules, um, that lie ahead. Right. So I appreciate y'all listening. Be sure to, uh, to rate and review the show, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast, follow your boy on Twitter, of course um also follow your boy on instagram and, and be sure to subscribe catch all my stories mailbags analysis and videos i know that the season is over or at least the primary wrestling season is over but our wrestling coverage as you guys well know by now it goes all year round we're gonna have a lot of uh, we're gonna have some stories um coming up we're gonna have some look ahead breakdowns just kind of what each team and each program is looking at heading into the 22 23 season the rest of the week um already got the mailbag up and running as well um you know, and then as as we get into the spring and summer, we're gonna have more uh, some more wrestling stuff to write about. I got some big stories planned. Also got some time off planned. So if I go AWOL for a week or two here and there, don't fret. Probably just wanting to get away and and get some rest and relaxation. Right. So I hope you guys can all do the same thing as well. And. Um, you know, but Hey, stay, stay subscribed. Wrestling coverage doesn't stop. It might ebb and flow a little bit with some of the bigger events, but I don't want you guys to miss a thing. So, um, stories from last week, as well as a link to subscribe all in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. You guys appreciate y'all listening and following along on all season. Um, we will talk again very soon. Thank you. listens to this or pays attention to it or not but <laughs> at least for me it's it's uh i know you keep raising your hand but i'm, I'm gonna keep talking